0: Righty-roo. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the second unit of the podcast where me, Freddie, and Megan Hello, go and, and we look at a film that one of us, today me, knows very intimately when looking at Colour Me Blood Red and Meg has never really seen before, which that is the pitch for this show, apart from Meg watched it and then we were going to record and then Meg woke up, woke up sounding like she sent me a voice note going, I can't record today. And then we went on holiday, and then we came back, so make has re-watched She's watched it twice, so, you know, forgive it us.
1: quite sound like <laughs> pouty out of the fucking Simpsons. Uh, Smoking 20 a day. I it was like, very yeah.
0: funny, getting that voice note. I don't think I can record today.
1: Well, I just thought, like, like everyone pulls out, I'm feeling ill as an excuse not to do <laughs> anything. I was like, you can't fake how shit I sound. So
0: yeah it wouldn't have been good audio um no. but anyway color me blood red um it's been a while since our last podcast um busy. But i'm still i'm still gonna link we're busy we're busy people <laughs> we're busier than we've been previously um but yeah if you remember i like to link to the previous podcast slash podcast so color me blood red is yet another another descent into madness that's i think three possibly four on the trot we had um you know the vanishing which was this sort of thriller mundane horror and then went to cable guy which is this comedy maybe horror and then we had the horrors of war in lawrence of arabia and then we had french extreme horror with raw um and now as far as i'm concerned we're right back to comedy because this (laughs) film is so funny What did you make of it before I hop into a synopsis?
1: um, Yeah, I agree. It's funny. I'm not particularly good with gore at all, Mm. as you'll hear me from moaning on the last podcast about gore. But this one wasn't too bad. There were a couple of instances where I was like, oh, I don't like that very much. But for the most part, (laughs) it was great. There Mm. there was a couple of um, performances that I'm going to zoom in on.
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. I mean, because the gore in this and the gore in Raw are just like so different from one another. Raw is like, oh my god, this is disgusting. This is this looks way too real. The gore in this is (laughs) like, you know, a bunch of thirteen-year-old boys just squirting each other with ketchup and filming on their phone. Like that's the equivalent of what that film is for today's standards.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, At the time, however not anything really like this had been done before at least not by a different director um but uh i'll 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 talk a bit about that but first let's 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 run through what this film is about so adam sorg is an artist who's uh, he's established enough to have an exhibition at the local gallery, but the critic there says that his use of color leaves a lot to be desired. And the gallery owner agrees, saying, especially his red paintings. You see where this is going? Um, later at his home, Adam's girlfriend cuts her finger and gets some blood on a canvas. Adam sees this and oh my god, is the perfect red. He asks her if he can use her blood. She's like, mm, okay. And then Adam cuts her finger open and uses her finger like a paintbrush and she's like actually you know what use your own blood um he tries this but passes out after uh, the painting session from from his blood loss um when he wakes up he does the next logical thing and stabs his girlfriend in the face <laughs> killing her and uses her blood to finish the canvas and then buries her at the beach by his house because he's got a lovely little beachfront property which is whoo, just so pretty um The critic says it's his finest work, and he's offered 15000 dollars dues for it, Uh, but he says, nope, sorry, it's not for sale. He then goes on to kill another couple outside his house in the water and uses their blood. Again, the painting is praised, but he says it's not for sale. Finally, a girl called April and her boyfriend Rolf. Um, Rolf. We need to hear more Rolfs in today's world. I don't hear... It's just that kid from Ed and Eddie and here. Only two Rolfs I've encountered. Uh, her boyfriend Rolf and their friends Jack and Sydney uh, go for a picnic at the beach by Adam's house. April bumps into Adam and he says that she'll pose for him and for a painting because I can be a model here. Um, he gets her on a stepladder and ties her wrist to the ceiling as all models do Um Just as he's about to axe her to death, Rolf comes in and grabs a gun on Adam's mantle and shoots Adam in the head. In the last moments, Adam smears his exploded head over a blank canvas, creating his final masterpiece. There you go.
1: Yeah, it was quite a short film, I thought.
0: Yeah, yeah. You can only sustain this sort of, you know, absolute... uh, it, It would almost work better today as some sort of inside number nine you know like a tales of the unexpected you can't you can't push that kind of plot longer than like an hour and a half can you
1: <laughs> not particularly it's not a lot
0: going on <laughs> <laughs> what if blood was paint <laughs> <laughs> yes that's the film
1: about yeah but there is some um good attempts at some proper nice bits of cinematography which i appreciated
0: because
1: like yeah because like this is 65 right
0: yeah, something like that. Yeah,
1: sixty five. So you gotta you gotta put that in terms of chronology of cinema. That's still relatively early days in like you know artsy yeah. party. uh sure. Other than Truffaut and the French New Wave, but that stuff doesn't make sense because he just cut film hmm. up and was like, "This is art this is <laughs> like you know proper." This is running off the back of films like Psycho, where that like whole psychology starting to come into the play. Um, mm. And horror was really big because of the Hammer horrors in England. Yeah. Um, but like at the beginning, when he's on the waterfront, uh, April—no, the girlfriend's name. Sorry. Um, yeah,
0: that's April, isn't it? Is like it? the main, the main woman or his girlfriend,
1: Adam's girlfriend. Yeah. Oh,
0: I had no idea.
1: Oh, so uh, Adam's <laughs> girlfriend, who, to be fair, his
0: first victim.
1: I wasn't even mad that she died because every second she was like, "When i gonna marry you?" It's like, go. <laughs> Has some better aspirations.
0: <laughs> everyone in this film is hella annoying yeah, in such a funny way.
1: Everyone, but she she was particularly annoying. Um, mm. She was on the waterfront, and there's this like the this like nice contrast. She's wearing this blood red, like really crimson red <gasps> jumper <sighs> around this completely like white backdrop. Like she was already on mm. the canvas, which is why I knew she was going to die first. But it's a nice little nod to what's happening. It's a a good attempt at early cinematography foreshadowing. So mm, I really yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah. I was like, "Ah, oh, nice shot."
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, I think there is some in in terms of of cinematography. There's something I saw in this film, which y- you see a lot in films of this time and films of this quality of this time. Is is a zoom, <laughs> and there's not a lot of zooms in cinema anymore you get like you know tarantino and wes anderson doing zooms, but they're always doing like fun zooms like a great big crash zoom or you get the slow sort of pushing zoom when someone's feeling paranoid the zoom i'm talking about in this film is like (laughs) the camera just very you know not not slowly not quickly just quite lazily zooms into part of the frame you know so we see something important like ah yes there's one of his paintings then we'll zoom back out and the scene will resume it's just like (laughs) Yeah, look at that for a minute. All right, come back. The, I love it. It's just so. <laughs> yeah, it's just so lazy in such a funny way. I think it should come back in like a sort of, like a postmodern, jokey wink, wink, nudge, nudge way. I think there's room for that. I think in, in today's
1: do a little bit, don't they? Like oh, well, peep well i know yeah. it's all like obviously from their point of view but you do see mm. them where like they pick up something and bring it closest to the camera and they just look at it yeah and then they put it back down and nothing's <laughs> said you know yeah so i think some spe like some shows do do that but it has to be kept in that like sphere of comedy in order to yeah. be taken seriously
0: there's there's <laughs> that level of of like you know you got to drop because when you think about peep show i don't know if you've seen clips of peep show where they take out the monologues <laughs> like the narrations yeah. or like friends where you take out the laugh track
1: yeah and it's... there's
0: just these great big pauses like it doesn't make any sense people don't actually communicate that but you gotta people don't actually you know you have gotta take a step back and be like in this world you need big pauses between sentences so that david mitchell can mm. you know berate himself in his <laughs> own head <laughs>
1: Yeah, I always think how awkward those things would be to film as well. Like, yeah,
0: well, the pause, yeah,
1: yeah, in this scene, so they they have to just stop and wait for the zoom to be carried Mm. out before they continue moving. You know, Mm. must be really awkward as an actor to give a performance to essentially nothing. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So,
0: um, but this this film was directed by. Uh, written and directed by a man called Herschel Gordon Lewis who is sort of affectionately known as the godfather of gore so his films, I think there were a couple of films before this that he made uh, like 10,000 Maniacs I think might have come before this Um, but essentially his films are the first really gory, bloody, just you know absolute splatter films which you might not like it and it might be cheesy and it might be tacky and it is cheesy and tacky but you have to respect someone that pushes an art form you know further in a direction that no one else had pushed it before yeah because that's what he did he was like well what if we did this much blood you know before this like you said the hammer horror is is. I I was going through horror films and I think when I got to the first hammer frankenstein the bloodiest thing I saw like the earliest bloodiest thing in cinema was where uh cuz I think Christopher Lee plays Frankenstein and gets shot in the head and it's like whoa bloody mm. I think that was cuz that was before this and that's bloody and gory and I remember watching that thinking oh this is the earliest case of actually quite gory gore I've seen and then Herschel Gordon Lewis comes along and is like I know what I'll do I'll cut this woman's guts up and someone's going to use it as paint.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, it still had an effect. Obviously, I am a little bit of a wuss when it comes to things like that, but there's a moment where he's squeezing this girl's intestines. Yeah. And I was watching that and I was a like... Little blood udder. Oh, I feel a bit sick. I don't really like that. <laughs> this is making me uncomfortable. So, yeah. like, it was obviously, like, prosthetics and whatnot, but it still has that effect, which... I, I prefer that hammy effect over, like cg and things like that i think practical effects are always really amazing and mm. for for an early attempt i think it's it was good like like i say gore's not really my thing but i appreciate the attempt and it must have taken a lot of um practice and playing in order to figure out how to get to the right consistency of the paint and things like that you know yeah yeah it's like it's still slightly off with the coloring
0: yeah it's very red <laughs>
1: yeah but like uh, i think not like, you know they must have played around for a long time in order to figure out, let's make this look as much as we can.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not saying I could... Do, I, we we <laughs> probably give it a good go. But...
1: I mean, you can just buy fake blood now, though. I don't know how readily yeah. available fake blood was in the 60s. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah,
0: because yeah, you get people whose whole job it is making these practical... Yeah. effects for if in your film someone's guts spill out and you need it to squeeze <laughs> in such a way and you know everything like john carpenter was doing in the thing yeah i guess that wasn't really a thing at this point it's just nah. guys are like i've never done this for because no one has yeah like... <laughs> what's my reference footage <laughs> which is Beyond probably why... real people <laughs> guts nothing actually
1: <laughs> which i think is probably why the story falters a little bit because i i the story was a little bit of a whirlwind for me Mm. The the first like quarter is him, he's sane, he's just a bad artist. And then he does the busy
0: though. I'm I'm not convinced this isn't some sort of, you know, the shining where, you know, Jack Torrance is is you watch the shining, you're like, ah, this is the story of someone going mad, you watch it again, you're like, this guy was insane the whole time. Yeah. I think this guy was unhinged, he was waiting for any excuse <laughs> to stab his girlfriend in the face.
1: Yeah, understandably. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But, yeah, sorry, carry on. <laughs>
1: like, um, the. It's just like from killing to painting to killing to painting, there wasn't really much flow. It was a little bit like, um, someone had randomly gone on a piano and started playing keys, mm. you know, in terms of the storytelling. So that yeah. faltered a little bit, but, um, we got from point A, we got to point B nicely. Uh, I like the cyclical narrative where you see at the beginning what you see is you see the art dealer take uh adam's art and set it on fire
0: yeah yeah, yeah. and then
1: at the end you see it again being set on fire and they're talking about mm. it so i thought that was nice kind of yeah let me know that this guy's gonna die and probably in a gruesome way
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Sorry, my... why is this painting bleeding we don't know
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah again that's what we were talking about with raw last time because uh, raw opens with that cold open as well and but in Raw, it's like, it's earned, you know, and it's, and it's actually chronologically whoa, the first thing mm. that happens. But yeah, here it's just, you know, it's a bit of a mystery, a bit of a spook, a bit of a, ooh, what's this? You're yeah. hooked now, aren't you? <laughs> in terms of, I joked when I read the plot, Oh, you can see where this is going, but you can see where this is going. It's yeah. not really, the when you see that first bit, there's no hook in terms of, ooh, I wonder what's, going to happen. The film called Colour Me Blood Red. Mm. If you know anything about Herschel Gordon Lewis, you know, his he's uses a lot of of blood. Yeah. Um, the first, you know scene beyond the whole burning of the picture scene is the art is the art critic saying, Yes, his use of red isn't very good. You're like, well, he's gonna start painting with blood, isn't he? It's just a question of whose blood and when. <laughs> at that point yeah after about five minutes of screen time <laughs> who is he going to start painting with first
1: oh so the performances as well i think the main guy did all right
0: he did so good
1: yeah i think but... so that
0: he's called he's called gordon osheim as adam saw he's sort of a like a discount david hemmings you know that guy that was in a blow up yeah um but no one, no one in this film is anyone. Not even Gordon Osheim. I just, I—he's the only actor I actually looked up because he's the only one putting in any effort in this. Yeah, film. He,
1: <laughs> hes all right. He—he he does um sell it quite well. Uh,
0: he does, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, he, he's a little hammy with the shouting, but it's a hammy film, so. I well, yeah, it. I don't
0: think you could give this film <laughs> with this plot and that blood effects like a. Proper, grounded, serious performance because it wouldn't work
1: <laughs> Not at all. Um, but the the old lady, my God, she's like, <laughs> I want to buy one of his paintings. <laughs> why can't I buy his paintings? Yeah, is why everyone? is that girl named Sydney? It's just a really weird
0: thing. Yeah. Everyone in this film is 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 struggling, is struggling, struggling. That's the word for it. Because <laughs> the final scene, you get the the best like contrast between between <laughs> the, Gordon osheim's performance and everyone elsewhere. Mm. So he's got uh April tied up. He's gonna he's gonna kill us. So we can paint with a Rolf bursts in, and like it, it's it's. It's like he thinks this is Scooby-Doo.
1: Oh my god, it was really Scooby-Doo.
0: It's like, her blood? You used it as pain? <laughs> like, it's just it's just such... <laughs> like, that is almost exactly how he says it. I'm barely taking the piss out of him there. Like,
1: she's all, like, tied up and then she's, like, tying me up? Why <laughs> do I need to be tied up? What are you doing that
0: for? <laughs> And then, and then you know, he Rolf grabs the gun and then you, you, get, you get the contrast. It's, you go near the gun, I'll split her head wide open. You know, this guy, he's yeah. given it his all. Um, he's given it so much and no one is giving him anything in return. And it's actually <laughs> a little upsetting.
1: <laughs> he's got crazy eyes. And I think you've got to sell the crazy eyes in order to give a good performance. And
0: he's, and he's so sweaty oh, throughout yeah. this whole film. Is such a sweaty performance, which is <laughs> it, it's, it's great. I love it.
1: Such a sweaty performance.
0: It is mm, yeah. the sweatiest performance since... I don't know, who else is quite sweaty?
1: Uh, there's a couple. is quite sweaty.
0: Mmm. Um, uh, you know, Who, who played Marlon Brando in uh, ah, Apocalypse Now is quite sweaty. Um... Uh, yeah steven seagal that's not you know that's just him (laughs) he's just out of breath (laughs) um yeah there's there's like and you know the dialogue sure is hammy but like even the you know the acting the physical movements of, of some of these performance uh falls down so that the first time uh adam's girlfriend cuts her finger and accidentally gets it on the canvas You know, which is almost the inciting instant. That's the moment where he sees blood on a canvas. Hmm. Is the red he's been looking for. It's like proper infomercial level acting. It's like, oh, 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 I cut myself. Oh, let me just grab this. Oh, no, let me just dab it a bit. Oops. Oh, there's blood everywhere. Is that good? Is that good? Herschel Gordon-Lewis, is that good? Yep. Cut. Scene. Bite. I'm going home. That's what it's like. Yeah. It's just...
1: (laughs) But... (laughs) She. Like, you're meant to side with everyone but Adam, and you side with <laughs> only Adam. Yeah!
0: I want to see this guy go far with this new career path.
1: Yeah. And, like, the. Oh, the. Just everyone was stupid. Like, the, the young couple who are on jets. Is it jet skis on or something mm. like that? Well,
0: they're on, yeah, some weird water like, contraption. <laughs> Which, to be fair, they do just... Pen-wise. They're outside his house. They're his, and they just hop on like, yeah, yeah I'll be fine. I'm not saying he should kill them, but they're not yours.
1: Get off! <laughs> like, so he he stabs, like, harpoons the guy.
0: <laughs> yeah. And
1: the guy's, like, rolling around in the sea, and then he runs over the guy, and, like, bits of his flesh float up by the girl that was with him, and the girl's mm. like, oh, no. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no! Our,
1: Our table. table. <laughs> it was uh, literally same energy though. Yeah. How'd that happen? You know.
0: Oh, what happened? Uh, I think it's quite funny in that scene how it goes from you know this like from boat jousting this guy to death, and then he's closing in on the woman, and it cuts. And he's, and then it cuts him with this new painting covered in blood. You're like, okay, so yeah. that second death was implied. We're not gonna see that gore. And then he's like, oh, I'm out of blood. Let me just go to the other room. And that's when you see <laughs> she's strung up. And he's using her her intestines like a blood udder, oh. and you're like, Ah, okay. It you, wasn't implied. We were uh, just saving the best bit.
1: What? <laughs> <bleh. laughs> I did not like he needs that.
0: more though. of that good red. <laughs> oh man.
1: It was um sorry, it was a bit like I don't really know, but I think because of the other people's performance, the whole thing just felt really mis mismatched. Hmm. Um The poor guy could could do as much as he could, but it there was no saving it. Like I get that it's like one of the first gores and everything. Yeah, but would I watch it again in a serious setting? No, I'd watch it to be like, <laughs> really, it's kind of like the room. Yeah, it gives me no, big yeah, Paris yeah, yeah. cinema.
0: Yeah, Which, no, absolutely, you know, absolutely, it's the same
1: genre, and I love para cinema. But I, as something to be taken seriously and to enjoy, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. something to watch and look at it hmm. for what it is. Um, then absolutely go for it.
0: Yeah. No, I don't think. I don't think I would either be able to enjoy this film other than in any other way than the same way I enjoyed The Room. Um, <laughs> it, it, it does speak to me a little more because I love blood and guts and gore and, and horror. I would not say this film really has any horror in it. It just has yeah. gore in it. But again, that's, that's the genre this man created. It's like, you know, not so much the first Saw film. The first Saw film is really scary, but like, you know, the eighth... Saw film is not a scary film. It's just a gory film. Yeah. That is uh, that is what this is based on. And there is... there's. I think, sure, you enjoy it as a bit of para-cinema, but it has that little blip of, hey, this film actually did do something for cinema. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And like I say, there are really good attempts made, like with the cinematography, um, at mm. the beginning with the foreshadowing. I thought that's a nice, a nice little... She's on this blank canvas, and she's wearing a red top she's going to be the first and she was the first you Mm. know nice little foreshadowing um i thought as well that like it's for for everything else that was around it i thought it was quite brave to be as gory as it was
0: i mean absolutely
1: you know um it's definitely
0: the sort of thing that that i i haven't read that it was but i would not be surprised if this was banned when it came out along with most of this guy's other films at the time (laughs) because you see some of the films that have been banned in the past around this time and this Mm. is much worse in terms of gore and it's not got a lot going on in the way of of sex which generally you know people get more uppity about than gore for whatever reason because you know one's perfectly okay and Using someone's blood as paint isn't okay. Yeah,
1: uh, don't, don't don't worry about the killing people, <laughs> but the sexy time.
0: Whoa, do you show a nipple? <laughs> Get out of here.
1: Yeah, it's that pretty much describes.
0: Hmm.
1: I think as well that I liked how the the gore, like you like I say you can see the prop effects like there was obviously a mannequin for the bit where um, the first body's discovered in the sand, and, like, mm. there's a mannequin with worms on its head. Mm. But I still didn't really notice it too much, because I didn't like the worms. It was minging, so... Yeah,
0: it gets the reaction it needs.
1: Yeah. I I think, in general, that the, the gore sort of sub-genre, the horror gore, or, like, the mm. torture porn sub-genre is, like... Yeah. It's not... I often find it's killing for the sake of killing. So, yeah. like so audiences can fantasize. But for this, despite that, that all of the kills were justified in Adam's world and they weren't like unnecessarily killed, if that makes sense. Like the girl yeah. and the guy were killed for the pain. He was gonna kill for more pain. He has a reasoning for his killing. He doesn't just like up and like grab six teenagers and decide to play a game with them he's like i've made a <laughs> lovely painting Well let's go get some more resources yeah, it's just shocking yeah. to him i like the having casualness that, <laughs> oh god
0: I, I agree with that but having said that he's hardly <laughs> medical in the way he's using that paint i think he could have got at least another three or four canvases out of his girlfriend's blood you know
1: oh yeah easily but
0: <laughs> like I if i if i was like okay i'm gonna start killing people and painting with their blood,
1: mm. I'd
0: make sure to you know squeeze him like an orange and and you know how to get every last little drop you know his he he stabs his girlfriend in the face and then just picks up her whole body and smears her head over the canvas like at least by the second kill he's developed the whole blood bowl you know method where he's squeezing yeah. it into a little but i get he's mad okay so you can't expect too much from the man if he's already painting with bodies and you can't really expect him to be too methodical about anything but you're right he's killing because he thinks he needs to but you know he
1: doesn't. He be, a, bit of,
0: be yeah. a little bit more utilitarian about the whole thing
1: yeah although i guess his reasoning is that each canvas is a different person isn't it at the end
0: that's true. He does say, "I so, immortalise them."
1: He can't make more than one canvas a person because the whole person mm. goes into that one canvas.
0: That's true. Actually, that would yeah. Otherwise, it'd be like Voldemort <laughs> with his seven Horcruxes. Oh my god! And that's yeah. unnatural. Mm. Yeah, and and you're right as well that there is. He does have. You're right. There is logic there. I didn't quite think about that, but yeah, maybe it would go against whatever he's trying to do to use two people or one person for more than one canvas. but the fact that he's not even trying to sell them you know he he does believe that what he's doing is is not right because i think there is definitely remorse in his performance yeah um which is is great that i can get that out of him in this film you know i wouldn't be able to get any other emotions other than the words people are saying like oh my god i'm scared but you know you can really you can actually Extrapolate stuff from this guy's performance, which is special for this film, I think. But yeah, I think there's there's remorse. Yeah, he he's upset that he had to kill his girlfriend because in his head he did have to kill his girlfriend for the paint, for the blood. <laughs> yeah, and he's she was doing annoying. them a service, <laughs> and she was annoying. It's two birds, one stone.
1: And so was the girl. You want to
0: live forever? Get out of my hair, you know.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. Mm. I um, I really, really thought that the, the art guy was quite, like, not necessarily truthful of the art world, but definitely like, oh, this is really talented, but you have to do better. So it's like, can't mm. can you just be nice without different <laughs> colours? Why does it have to appeal to the, you know, to the masses? This is what
0: happened, because I was trying to conform to your standards.
1: Yeah. Pretty much
0: yeah yeah i think and as well do you think do you think are we giving this film too much credit but do you think there's any layer in this film that's that's sort of a statement about like about how models can get used up and thrown away like as if they're disposable
1: um (laughs) i would less (laughs) say it's a statement about models Mm. And more a statement about the art world and how picky the art world is. Because to be honest, I, I would I would be inclined to say when you have particularly the women as well. He uses three women, one guy. The women mm. just disposed for art's sake. Usually, there's social commentary there. However, the social commentary isn't really like there per se. No. At all.
0: It doesn't feel like there's a message, but if there was a message
1: If there was a message and you really, really wanted to like <laughs> try and do mm. the classic the audience projects onto a film Yeah you know, their own social <laughs> concerns, then potentially. However, mm. I think this film does not give a flying fuck about the women.
0: <laughs> just Yeah. Well not know? even doesn't even have to be models, you know, it could just be actors in general. Like the whole you've been immortalized In this painting. That's what people say about, you know, you're on film, now you're immortalised in film, and then, you know, the performance is almost more important than the actor themselves at that point.
1: I'd say it's more, as opposed to like actually saying something societally, I think it's more about him justifying his actions. Right. As opposed to commenting. But that's how I read it anyway, because he's, he's very much like, I'm doing this because I'm immortalising these people through my art. And because of this, this is what's making me a good artist. It's Mm. the sacrifices of these people becoming my paint. That makes me the artist I am. You know, I'm proving I can paint through people's bodies.
0: Okay. So it's more a statement about condemning the way Kubrick bullied Shelley Duvall. It's like... Yeah. It's yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd go with yeah. that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like it, it's—is it valid or not to essentially squeeze and destroy like a person, an actual human mm. being, to get a good bit of art? Yeah, of
1: that's what I'd say. It's because okay.
0: and this film is probably saying no, that's not cool because it's killing.
1: Yeah, and also Maybe. the way it drives Adam to madness is through the same thing, Adam. Mm. has had his, like, uh, artwork and his, I guess, how he sees it genius tossed aside because of someone's particular taste. Mm. Um, The only person who actually sees any um worth in him is the mother, who is also bloody annoying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, well then, okay. I didn't even we... think I'd be able to take this any steps forward, but here we are. Okay. So, if it is about condemning you know uh the fact that sometimes for a piece of art to be miraculous people your actors you know your crew need to suffer if that's what it's condemning is that why no one in this film was trying because if they were it would have been going against the message of the film that's
1: very true (laughs)
0: it works on so many levels it's actually a masterpiece
1: I could see this discussion becoming another is Ross Meyer a feminist discussion Yeah. you know there yeah. are layers and yeah <laughs> <laughs> you can reach into it um.
0: oh I love that uh, that's that's actually made this film so much better for me that's my new headcanon that's why everyone's so bad in this film because Hershey Gordon Lewis is like try Just- don't try I'm not going to push you Cause I don't believe in it.
1: Give it your best.
0: Give it your best, or don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just turn up and see what happens.
0: Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I the the my favorite well, my favorite character is the main guy, the painter, because it's just a joy to watch him do his work. Mm. But you've got you got this couple that at the end, what's her name? Is is. Tied up, and Rolf comes in with the gun. They're also at the beach with this other couple, uh, Sydney, oh my and God, yeah. Sydney and Jack. Sydney and Jack, I are contenders for the best part of this film. It's them or Adam, because I don't know if what they're doing in this film is a reference to something I'm not getting, or if this is just comedy or i don't know what do you think of sydney and jack
1: (laughs) i was gonna mention this so we were introduced to a sydney and jack by jack leaving the screen clicking and like you know doing like chicken dances like Mm. like you know like proper grease t bird (laughs) sort of stuff you know yeah um and they're introduced to wearing wigs and a t-shirt, dressed up as someone looks like Bob Ross, you know. Um, mm.
0: so- yeah, so Jack and Sydney are always matching outfits, not even outfits, costumes. they're always wearing costumes <laughs> like they're going to a Halloween party, but uh, even when they go swimming, they're wearing matching swimming costumes with with like matching hats. Well, I don't get it. Do it, I get it? Is that it?
1: <laughs> is it to show the difference between um, hopefully you marry me uh, when we get married and a healthy couple? <laughs>
0: <laughs> where, where are they on that scale? They're the healthy couple?
1: Healthier.
0: Well, they're having fun.
1: Yeah, they're supporting each other. They both that wear the outfits. That's what's most important. Yeah. They have discussions. I think,
0: I think there's one moment where they sort of are like, gh. Cause I think he wants to he wants to get down and clown and bone and, and she's like, oh my god, is that all you think about? And I'm I'm like... over here planning our next costume. <laughs> <laughs> all you're thinking about is sex. Get your head in the game, Jack.
1: Um What is it? Quid Qui quo. Mm. <laughs> he, he gets a sex, she plans the costume <laughs> everyone wins.
0: <laughs> oh, but some of their lines in this film, like <sighs> Like, uh, you know, out on the patio, daddy-o. Oh well, Scooby-Doo God, yeah. and tie my shoe. It's hilarious. I,
1: I can tell that the script writers are like, the main focus of this film is shock factor. Therefore, yeah. we don't need to try. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I think they were right in this line. It's like, people are going to love it. This is the funniest <laughs> shit I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> oh, my Because like,
0: it's, it's Jack and Sydney that find... Um, his girlfriend that he's buried in the beach. Yeah. <laughs> they find they're digging around. Uh, I think looking for wood for their their beach fire. Um, and they see her leg sticking out. And goes holy bananas, a leg!
1: <laughs> and then, rather than you know calling the authorities or anything, they just start digging like dogs with their hands. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that would freak me out. If I saw a leg, I'd back up and I'd and call, call someone else to deal with it. That's what yeah. you should do. They also um, get the last line of the film, which is they they walk in right as Rolf blows Adam Sorg's head off, and they say, "Well, I'm not going to be taking up painting anytime soon." <laughs> <laughs> My God, you just watched someone die. You just saw oh. someone get shot in the face.
1: So relatable.
0: <laughs> well, I'm not gonna take up peyton anytime soon. Oh man!
1: Yeah, they were a little bit Scooby dooy
0: They were so Scooby Doo. <laughs> this whole film is 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 what if Scooby Doo was much more gory and the baddie was just giving it as all? You know?
1: Yeah. It's like as well, no one questioned where the girlfriend went. No one gave a shit. <laughs> yeah she died well, like, and then bad times oh he's got yeah. yeah
0: no one cared
1: yeah. and then no one cared well, where the it, couple went. So was how like...
0: how what was the span of this film was it like three days
1: yeah but like was
0: it like a few months i think it was only a like, short amount of time wasn't it
1: so there was, it was no...
0: the 60s people went missing all the time <laughs>
1: <laughs> there was no real like care about where the people came from and everything until the last the last woman you know, yeah. It was like, oh, it was because she had
0: people that loved her. That's true. Mm. The only person that loved her girl, his girlfriend, was was him, and he stabbed her in the face. So,
1: yeah, I don't think he had a healthy loved her. relationship. No. no,
0: probably not. There if you're stabbing people in the face, and that's not true love.
1: Quite a few red flags throughout their relationship. Mm, the main
0: one being the face stabbing.
1: Oh yeah, that. Major red flag. Walk major away Major red sis. flag. Walk away.
0: Ask Reddit, what are some major red flags in our relationship? Stabbing in the face.
1: Number
0: mm. one. Stop the list, really, isn't it?
1: Number two. Um, marriage.
0: Marriage, I see. <laughs> <laughs> Run away. Um, the soundtrack. Okay.
1: Oh, I liked the beginning drums. I <laughs> loved
0: the soundtrack. I watched a lot of horror films from this period mm. and earlier mainly earlier actually at this point it does it does pick up a little bit um but i i also music and film my two main passions <laughs> okay there are two wolves inside me um
1: one is toby and <laughs>
0: the
1: other is toby one's,
0: one's music one's toby. film <laughs> <laughs> um, oh,
1: <stop. laughs>
0: and like like the original Dracula. I love it. Oh yeah. It's it's a great film. Bell Lagosi giving it as all the soundtrack puts me to sleep. It's the same that same little synopsis I just gave is the same for almost every every film up until oof, I don't know. Maybe even this. You know? Mm-hmm. I'd love to see one day, and it's probably been done. Actually, because people are doing stuff like this all the time, like a re-release of the original Dracula with I don't know, like Johnny Greenwood doing a soundtrack for it, or something a bit more electronic, a bit more synthy like John Carpenter.
1: Oh yeah, that would actually Even. be great. Like proper. That would be sick,
0: wouldn't it? Yeah. um But this, the back towards the Scooby Doo analogy, like the soundtrack <laughs> for this isn't just you know run-of-the-mill phone it in cinema orchestra. It's, no. like, wacky, crazy jazz. It's like I'm watching Scooby-Doo or, like, Wacky Races well, or something. It's very Hannibal It
1: reminded me a lot of, um, you know, a Streetcar Named Desire? Yeah. So when Blanche goes absolutely mental, like she does, mm. that sporadic, like, jazz and the drums really reminded yeah. me of Adam. I yeah. was like, Streetcar Named Desire vibes. Mm. Which, I guess, could be a clever... It's quite a famous, a famous book. She kind of descends into madness
0: for mm, almost
1: similar reasons because she's a failed actress, isn't she? Blanche. Well, this
0: guy's a successful artist, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> Although he's not selling any of them.
1: Mm. Yeah. You know, no, you're also, right.
0: That's one of the most, this, one of the most well done and famous descents into madness. Yeah. In pop culture.
1: And I think that the the drums were very, very reminiscent of that. Yeah. And it was his performance slightly, because she does go a little bit, you know, the sweaty... She she gets sweaty. Yeah. In, when she I did. read the novel, I get the sweaty performance, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm not sure this film's been novelised, <laughs> or was based on a book. But... <laughs> no. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Um. Yeah, and... Uh, do you remember when we, we looked at Repulsion yeah. on the podcast? Same sort of... That's absolutely another Descent into Madness. It was some of my favourite genres. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and that had a good... I remember... It, it it sounds like like you're in a submarine that just got hit with a torpedo. That's what it sounds like in Repulsion.
1: It's like... <speaking>
0: <Yeah>. <speaking> when she um, sees blood. I love it. It's great. The paintings mm. in this film.
1: Oh, they were hideous. They're so
0: cool. They're so cool. <laughs> I love them. Maybe... I want one.
1: What, the blood paintings or his paintings beforehand?
0: No, no, his blood period. Oh, okay. I will the blood, blood period. The blood
1: period. But, like, there was <laughs> the... <laughs> the period, guys. But there was um the... One that was, like, I think it was meant to be Dracula. And it was just the worst thing I've seen. It was so bad.
0: Well, he only managed, like, Two blood ones, didn't they?
1: Yeah, it wasn't a blood one. It was like just a normal painting. The blood, right. like to be fair to him, the blood significantly improved his talents. It does. Mm. Although he wasn't
0: really painting with blood. He was, it looked like he was covering existing portraits in blood.
1: Exactly. Significantly mm. helps.
0: <laughs> yeah. But then, um, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Hmm. I thought it was it was a little interesting how the first one, like he's he's drawn this drawn painted this portrait. I don't know if it's of his girlfriend, um, and then when he starts bloodifying it, it's like this portrait now has a big knife mm. through its head, and that's how he killed his girlfriend. It's like ah, it we're sort of like the paintings are almost confessions, mm. you know, and then the second one is like. <laughs> It's like a like a big fish biting another fish, all covered in blood, and because he killed that couple on the water, it's like ah, yeah. like I'm an aquatic predator. Ugh. It's a bit sort of, I don't know. It was it was interesting. It was a it was a bit of something. Someone thought about that for at least longer than five seconds.
1: Yeah, and like the the, the bloods the the amount of blood he used for each canvas was different. So like the When the girlfriend was stabbed, she was stabbed in the eye, but it wasn't particularly too gruesome. There wasn't much Mm. blood or anything. Um, So there was like a muted amount of blood that he used on the canvas, and he used it in places that were like the wrists and things like that. Um, But for the second painting, the paint was everywhere, but the second Mm. death was possibly the most gruesome, being Mm. harpooned and then run over. To be That'll shredded be into pieces. So yeah. it was reflective of the killings, definitely.
0: Yeah. Which is which is, you know, clever. Well played, Herschel.
1: Yeah. There was thought there. This is what there I mean, was. it makes good attempts at serious thought.
0: Hmm. Especially as is the big theme about, you know, pushing your actors too hard in films. That's what the <laughs> film's about. I'm hammering that home. That's what it is. Yeah um i got i got one tiny little observation
1: okay. left
0: do you have anything else
1: i think we've pretty much covered almost everything haven't yeah we? we've been... I,
0: i'm amazed we've actually stretched this podcast out for 50 minutes it's, it's longer than half of the film you know yeah for a film that's not saying much it's it's just you could the fact you can talk about it for this long means there is more than... Meets the eye. At first glance, than meets the eye. (laughs) It's use of the colour red. But yes, my last point is, Mm. of course, Meg, blood goes brown. Yeah. If you were painting with that, it would have all gone brown.
1: They don't think about that.
0: This film makes no sense, 0 out of 10. I hate it.
1: I wonder if there's any... Because obviously, blood goes brown because it's oxidised. I wonder if there's any way stop that no as soon as it hits the air it's gone for i think it? it's
0: i think it's because it's dead cells isn't it i think yeah. when cells die they go brown i think it's quite poops brown dead cells i think i remember <laughs> doing that in science
1: yum, yum. <laughs>
0: yeah. anyway yeah thanks for listening.
1: yeah thanks very much We
0: are you giving it a 10 though before we cop out i just gave it a zero i'm sticking with it
1: you gave it zero
0: no, it's nine out of ten for me. This is a nine out of ten film. <laughs> I love this film so much.
1: I'm giving it a six because whilst it's not my thing, I actually did enjoy it. It was funny. Right. I don't know if it was that was the intent. But yeah. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I think I, I think watch six it again, I enjoyed it.
0: is probably higher than most people yeah. would give this film, do you think?
1: I I'm, I'm giving six purely for Adam, because he tried
0: he did. Those are his six points right there.
1: <laughs> he earned them all on his little lonesome.
0: It is. It is it, here's my IMDb. I'm holding it up to the screen for Megan. The blue one's my rating. Nine out of ten. That's the user average. Five I'll point one out of ten. <laughs> so yeah, you were above average.
1: Hey. Which
0: I'm happy about that, Meg. I was <laughs> ready. I was ready. I'm almost always too ready for this, but I was ready for you to kind of go, rubbish, shit, hate it. But this film more than anything, because I think there is this film, out of everything i pick, picked the series, has the most valid reasons to dislike it. <laughs> but <laughs> well, 6 out of I, 10, you... I'm happy with that.
1: You say this every time, that you think I'm going to think they're absolutely rubbish, and I always think they're okay. Mm.
0: You know? Yeah, well, either I think you'll think they're rubbish, or I think you just won't like them.
1: But like, even if I don't like them, I'll score based on like how I enjoyed it and how the film actually did, like yeah. in telling stories. So there's like, I guess yeah. five for cinema, five for opinion. He got six, three for opinion, three for cinema.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: okay, thank you very much. Thank you. We'll be back soon. I promise.
1: <laughs> we will. Bye. bye. bye.